0: So, are you ready for it? Well, welcome once again to Legendary Leaders, the podcast. Hello, my dear Legendary Leaders community. Today, another fabulous guest, and I'm going to talk to the one and only Pete Bombaci. And he's the expert in the field of human connection and the founder of the so-called GenWell Project. That's a Canadian organization dedicated to making the world a healthier and happier place, by reminding people about the importance of face-to-face and, well, let's face it, virtual social connections as a proactive health action that they can take and obviously inspire other people to take action too. He is such a passionate, open, and fun human being. And if you really want to hear someone connect on a human level with someone else, then listen to this conversation. It's only our first conversation that we've ever had, and it feels like we have been best friends forever. And Pete enables that with this very real manner, with his authenticity, with sharing great stories from his life. So he's not just sharing data and research and insights, which is so powerful in itself. He combines it with real stories that he has experienced or he's currently experiencing to really make them tangible to other people and to really connect with them. He gives a lot of top tips and shares insights into how we can connect even better and more effectively in this virtual space we live in at the moment. But also, he shares the importance of face-to-face connection too. We talk about the the tough facts as well that are a result of loneliness, for example, of a lack of connection in general and why it is so hard for people to connect in the space we find ourselves in after more than a year now in a pandemic. So this show is really about a variety of topics all around human connection. He has such an engaging leadership style that really comes from enthusiasm, from a genuine desire to help others, as well as the belief that building a great culture and an environment around us encourages collaboration, great execution, and ultimately, bottom line results without being solely bottom line results focused. If you want to learn about the key to that, well, then tune into this story. Have fun and enjoy this episode. Hello, 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 and a huge welcome to Pete. Hi there.
1: Hi, Kathleen. How are you doing?
0: I'm very well today, and I'm so excited to have this conversation with you, sitting here, full of pride. The listeners won't see it, but people on YouTube will, because I'm wearing my new T-shirt, the Human Connection Catalyst T-shirt. Thank you so much for sending it to me, Pete.
1: Uh, Kathleen, it was uh, so great when we initially got connected to talk about this conversation, it was clear to me that you understand the importance of human connection in the business world. And so it was a pleasure to have you because you truly represent what we need around the world, which is more human connection catalysts.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And as you said, we had a fantastic kickoff conversation and really connected on a human level. It feels more like I've known you for a very long time, not just for this initial chat. And I would like to use this conversation that we are going to have today to help other people either understand how we can build stronger and deeper human connection in this strange world we still live in, or if you're already a catalyst of human connection, how we can you know spread the movement and do more of it.
1: Very well said, because it is both sides of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So do let us know a little bit more about what you're doing and how you came about starting the GenWell project?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So back in 2016, I launched a movement called the GenWell Project, and we're a global human connection movement. And our goal is to educate people around the world. We're focused. We're here in Toronto, Canada, so we wanted to kick it off in Canada, educate all Canadians about the importance of human connection, something that none of us have ever been educated on. We've been educated to exercise and eat well, but now the research shows that it's really important for us to stay socially connected as important, if not more important, and as well as educating people, it's about catalyzing them to take action. So we, we post information on a daily basis on our social media platforms, but we also have tips, tools, and ideas for people to think about how they might get connected to an old friend, to a neighbor, to a colleague. And we hosted a couple weekends, or we activated around a couple weekends a year called GenWell Weekends, because what the research shows is if we can all catalyze people to take action at the same time, it makes it easier for people. So we want to think of ourselves as an educator, empower, and a catalyst so that we can actually help everybody build some healthier connection habits today, whether that's at home, whether that's in the workplace, whether that's in the community, Mm
0: -hmm. wherever it
1: is, we all benefit from greater human connection.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm loving this I'm loving the vision that you truly live right I had the pleasure to get to know you a little bit better already Mm -hmm. the big question I have and that's really based on some of the conversation I'm having currently quite frequently with leaders is what does human connection actually mean to you and and let me elaborate on that a little bit more when I raise this this term human connection I talk about it a few leaders say to me okay how can we do that Um, A few leaders say to me, oh, I'm doing X, Y, and Z already. And a few leaders look at me in this virtual space and say, what the heck are you talking about? That's all fluffy stuff. Mm. So so what does it mean for you? What does it feel like perhaps as well?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. If I think back to Maslow's hierarchy, uh, 1943, you know, he talked about love and belonging and a sense of belonging is what I think it feels like. It's like you feel like you're part of a team. I'll give you a stat from Canada pre-pandemic. It said that 73% of Canadian employees were disengaged in the work that they went to each and every day. Well, that's a sense. Part of that disengagement comes because they don't feel, You know, it may be tied to purpose, that there is no purpose or mission in what the work that they do is. But number two, it's a lack of engagement with the other people around them. There's no sense of belonging. You know, we always talk about getting on the bus and driving in the Mm -hmm. same direction. Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't sound like we're all on the bus when 73% of people uh, don't feel like they're part of a team and contributing to something bigger than themselves. But I think it is a great question of what human connection is, because I think it is slightly different for everybody. You know, for some people who don't connect very often It might be a a hello to a stranger, but for other people who are socially connected on a regular basis, what we're trying to say to them is, hey, that's really awesome. And that's really good for you, both mentally and physically. But then there's a really great opportunity for those that are highly socially connected to say, who else could I bring in? Who could I reach out to and maybe make a difference in somebody else's life? by reaching out and getting connected to them as well. Mm -hmm. So when I think of a workplace, for me, uh, Kathleen, what it really comes down to is too many times I've seen the, we do a Christmas party and we do a summer barbecue. What else do we need to do? And I go, you think that doing two events a year is going to bring people together? What we really need and what we're really talking about at the Gen Well Project is creating a regular facilitated opportunity to build human interaction and inclusion within the workplace, because by making it more regular, it's not a big leap for people to feel engaged. And by doing it more regularly, you can actually build those stronger relationships that make collaboration more possible, that Mm. make better productivity more possible. All the benefits that many business leaders have been seeking for decades have actually now been determined through research to come from building greater bonds and connections in the workplace. So I think what it really comes down to is creating it on a more regular basis and also understanding that not everybody wants to do four o'clock drinks. I used to be in the beverage alcohol industry and everything was about, Hey, let's drink at the end of the day, but let's understand that, you know, there's young people, there's older people, there's people with families, There's people from different cultures. And really understanding that when we build that calendar of ongoing connection, that we need to make sure that we're thinking about all the different uh, variables that go into the makeup of your workplace or your workforce.
0: Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, I mean, I keep thinking about this whole topic of diversity and inclusion that I'm very delighted to know, to read and to hear and to be a part of it becomes more important in organizations, outside of organizations to think about and to act upon. However, at the moment to me, and I know many of my colleagues, it feels a little bit like an agenda point that we need to focus on instead of it coming from the heart, from deep inside. And it comes to us really naturally to include people, regardless their background, age gender, whatever it is. And you just shared so beautifully that it is all about paying attention to each other, connecting again with our roots, basically, with our basic needs, and that the intention to build human connections...
1: You just connects... give goosebumps.
0: <laughs> goosebumps. Seriously, it's, it makes so much sense. It connects right away to this whole topic inclusion. It goes hand in hand without it becoming... A piece of work, an item on our to-do list. It comes natural.
1: Yeah, I think for me, Kathleen, the message that we have at the Genwell Project is we don't see human connection through a crisis, through a cause, through an issue. What we're trying to do is get people to connect because we want to celebrate the benefit of human connection. Mm. You know, I I love using the line, let's stop waiting until people die before we have a celebration Mm. of life. We should be celebrating life every day. And if we focus on it through the lens of, hey, did you know how important human connection is for your health, your happiness, your longevity, and your success in business? I posted something the other day that says, a highly connected workplace is more productive and engaged. A highly connected community around your workplace is more supportive, loyal, and engaged. Uh, highly connected, or at least you know, connecting with your customers makes them feel more loyal and greater awareness. Like There is no downside to building greater connectivity with any part of your business. So why is it that we wait for a crisis? Why is it that we only see things through a lens? Why don't we see the true benefit of building greater connection with every aspect of our business? Because that way it's a positive step versus responding to a negative incident or concern that you might have in your business.
0: But why is it? It's, it's such an important question. Why do we wait? Why do we um, need to make it an item on the agenda instead of just focusing on it naturally? What are your observations?
1: I think a big part of that is most of the research on the value and the benefit of social connection is only a decade or two old. So when we think of the leaders that went to MBA school 20, 30 years ago, And I, you know, uh, my partner uh, was an INSEAD grad and I know INSEAD, for example, one of the greatest business schools in the world, they only opened up a sustainability arm in the last few years. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think that 20 years ago we were educating people on human connection as an important part of business. Mm -hmm. When we think of the HR leaders, you know, there's a piece of research that shows that social connection is the single largest preventative action that we can all take to avoid depression. So, yeah. you want to keep your employees happier and healthier. Building that social network and that social fabric in the workplace is part of keeping them positive and energized and productive. Do you know how old that piece of research is? Six months, Kathleen. Wow. And so, it's no time. This is all new information. And so if we if we go through our schooling, if we get our education and certainly our lived experience, if you haven't been paying attention to this subject, well, surprise, surprise that you haven't put value on this. You've put it to how do I drive? How do I outsource? How do I rationalize? Because that's what you were taught to do. Mm. And so this is a mindset shift. This is challenging for businesses to get their head around it. And even more so as we were touching on just before we started, which is the unfortunate part is we're now in a crisis for many businesses. Yeah. And so the thought of trying something new at a time when you know, they're in crisis is a challenge, but I might argue that there is no time to wait. We need to help people get through the crisis by building those connections. And guess what? That will reflect well on the business and the success of the business as you move forward. So that's why we're here. That's why you and I are having this conversation. Maybe we can get a few more business leaders to think about incorporating more human connection and connectivity Mm -hmm. into their business.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely with you. And I have been following a few businesses over the last years that focus on human connection. One is a festival here in the UK actually that's called Togetherness. And it's it's absolutely beautiful. However, it is also kind of put into a certain corner of this is mm-hmm. all fluffy, this is all hippie stuff instead of actually stepping back and thinking about there's a reason why movements like these exist and more and more movements like these are actually now showing. And I believe the last year in particular has shown us how important it is to connect and to come together and to come back to our human needs as well.
1: Yeah. Hey, I, uh, I've just posted a couple of things in the last uh, couple of days on my social platforms for 5 years I've had people look at me like I was strange when I would talk about the importance of human connection especially those that were in the business world that were leading businesses who were successful business leaders most of them don't understand what we're talking about but you know most leaders in history you know when they started doing whatever they did to make significant population level change people thought they were crazy And then, you know, 10 years later, 20 years later, people went, wow, look, I didn't even see what they Mm. saw. And, you know, I'm not suggesting that I'm some uh, some, you know, I don't have the crystal ball, but I'm not even I'm not a scientist or a researcher, but I can read and I can connect dots. And I know that the research now is overwhelmingly clear. As to the benefits of human connection. Mm -hmm. So all I am is somebody who's taking the amazing work of people like Joanne holt Lundstadt from BYU, Vivek Murphy, who wrote the book uh, together recently, uh, Lori Santos, Jamil Zaki, who talks about the power of empathy, you know, in building human connection to create Mm -hmm. empathy. These are the people who've done all this incredible work and all this research. I'm just the one who took all that research and said, okay, how do we catalyze people around an action? If I can educate you, if I can empower you with tools, and I can give you a reason to do it and permission to do it, come on, people. We can do this. We can start building better workplaces, better streets, better homes, better communities. This is the future. And in the midst of a pandemic, if that isn't the wake-up call to all of us, that we need to reach out and get more connected then you know then i then maybe i am crazy and maybe this is a bad idea
0: uh, you know what the world needs more crazy people um, <laughs> as well to do things differently and to really create some change yeah but you gave me a wonderful segue into a question that's literally burning inside of me i mean we we are in the midst of a pandemic still who would have thought That, you know, in uh, kind of the middle of 2021 almost, we still find ourselves quite disconnected from other humans. I'm still mainly communicating through the laptop in front of me here and seeing you on the screen, which is wonderful that we have the ability to do it at the same time. So from a human perspective, again, how did you connect with other people, with the world around you throughout the last, let's say, 14 months?
1: Well, hey, there's no question. It's been a challenge at times, you know, especially when we've been in the lockdowns. And I, I think you've just come out of a lockdown. France just went into lockdown, and I think Canada is headed into a lockdown. So, you know, during the lockdown times, it's been uh, digital, you know, using Zoom, using FaceTime to reach out and connect with people. But you know, getting outside for walks, maybe even speaking to strangers physically distant. We've kind of had a little bit of a bubble with our neighbors who have kids. We have a, a son who's six years old. And so we also know that it's you know important for young people to stay connected mm-hmm. and kids and dogs. We have both are a great catalyst to start up that conversation mm-hmm. with somebody that you don't know. So yeah. I think there's been opportunities all around us. They're just not the opportunities that we're used to. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a beautiful thing that's happening. Our local park if you go there, and, the, and obviously it's springtime, we're just starting to get some nice weather. The park is packed every day from mm-hmm. nine in the morning till eight o'clock at night. Why? Because we've rediscovered that we have a local park, you know, within two blocks of our house that most of us didn't make the time to go see before the pandemic because we were too busy running around, getting to the office, more meetings, scheduling our kids. And maybe these are some of the silver linings that will come out of the pandemic, that we recognize that we can connect with people right beside us. You know, that's the mission of the Genwell project: is to awaken people that, you know, the people that will bring you the greatest value and the greatest health benefit over a period of time, are the people that we're emotionally or physically connected to. Mm-hmm. We are physically connected to neighbors and colleagues because, well, they used to sit right beside us in the same cubicle and we're emotionally connected to friends and family. But most of us before the pandemic weren't even making time to see those people. So, you know, maybe the pandemic will awaken us to the simple things we can do to build connection with those four groups as a starting point. And then, you know, there's lots of other things that we can do to stay connected, but, you know, we just need to be open to connection because I think a lot of us, you know, people now refer to this. I've, I love this is, most of us were praying to our phones, you know? And so we would walk by people every day, whether it was at the office, on the street, in your, own, in your own neighborhood, and you were missing opportunities to build connection. But if I now tell you that this is the most important aspect of building a happier and healthier life, Maybe some of us will lift up our head and start building those connections.
0: Oh, 100%. And you know what? I think we, you and I talked about that. I observe something really wonderful when I go for my walks in our little town here. More and more people actually walk past or may even stop and have a brief chat. Mm. Oh, beautiful weather today, isn't it? Oh, it's lovely that we can be outside again. Or paying more attention to, you know, getting out of your way. We obviously still need to socially distance. And when I come with a new baby and a pram, people really react to it right away, which is wonderful. But you have these great conversations and you just stop and connect again, which I haven't experienced, maybe because I didn't see it and was one of those busy people getting on the train um, (laughs) beforehand. At least you're honest. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You just, you know, run after your schedules, basically. Mm -hmm. And now it feels like people actually do stop. They are more reflective. They are paying more attention to one another, which is a beautiful outcome of this situation.
1: I couldn't agree more. And I think maybe it is the wake-up call that we all needed to say, hey, maybe that life that we were rushing around to achieve uh, every day. And to your point, I love the, I love the phrase, uh, we were chasing our schedule." We are just trying to keep up with the next meeting and the next appointment. Mm. So maybe this is the wake up call. And I will, I'll point out, I think we talked about it uh, in our our conversation before, which is there's a gentleman by the name of Nick Epley out of the University of Chicago, who has studied talking to strangers. Mm. And, you know, a lot of us were afraid to talk to strangers pre-pandemic. Now we have a commonality, which is we're all going through this. This is the power of a global pandemic is that we know that everybody's going through the same experience. When I'm locked down, you're locked down. So, hey, when we're on the street, we have something to talk about. And I think a lot of people do struggle with those, you know, how do I start up a conversation? But his research shows that the reason that most of us don't start up conversations with strangers has nothing to do whether you want it or I want it, is that I think that you don't want to talk to me. And so as a result, my psychology is telling me, well, don't talk to Kathleen because she wouldn't be interested. But the research shows that he's done is that we both want to talk and that we both would like to strike up a conversation. And and that was done pre-pandemic when we were trying to rush around to keep up with our schedules. Mm. And I think what the pandemic has done is given us all an opportunity to say to somebody, hey, how are you doing? Mm. How, How are you handling COVID? And there's the start of a conversation that, to your point, on your street could turn into a 20-minute conversation about the trees and the weather and, and many other things. And those conversations do make us happier and healthier, both parties.
0: Yeah. And I, there are two things I want to highlight. The first thing is that let's pay attention to the stories we create in our own heads. Yes, right? And they play a lot of roles in many situations. What are we telling ourselves and really challenge our thoughts? Is that the truth? Do I have any evidence for it? It takes a few seconds to do that. And uh, the second thing is when you have those ad hoc impromptu uh, conversations and uh, they just literally happen to you, how do they make you feel? what's happening inside of you afterwards if you feel like me I'm like yeah I'm buzzing afterwards I feel positive I loved it great I feel again connected and I'm getting goosebumps now as well I love it. what about yourself right how do you feel after those conversations and that's really an ask to the audience to think about that and be more intentional about the conversations with random strangers around you
1: Kathleen, you just, you just hit on it. and you know We're talking all the time as to how we can help build the bridge for people to understand what we're trying to do. And the word intentional is a part of our messaging, which is we need to educate people because if you don't understand why the value is there for you, to your health, to your happiness, to your longevity, to your success in business, a face-to-face uh, meeting is 32 times more productive than an email. So whatever way you want to look at it to reduce heart disease, reduce dementia, reduce risk of type 2 diabetes, reducing anxiety and depression, you want to talk about health, mental and physical, we can talk about that. You want to talk about increasing your chances of living longer by up to 50% longevity, we can talk about that. You want to talk about business success, we can talk about that. If I can educate you on all the benefits, and then I can say, but you got to take the action. You need to, when you go to the gym, we used to book it into our calendar. When you have meetings for work, you book it into your calendar. When you went to the grocery store, you wrote down a list so that you didn't forget fruit and vegetables, all the things that we've been educated on. And what we need to do now is we need to become more intentional about our human connections and we need to understand why. And then we need to go do it because if we all do it, not only for our own health, but for the health of every individual that you know, that you pass in the streets and that you could potentially turn from a stranger into a friend or a business associate. All those things are possible for every one of us. If we just have the confidence to go first and make a habit of doing it.
0: Beautiful. And I want to take those thoughts into the following topic. We started talking about organizations, leaders, and organizations already. Mm-hmm. How can they become more intentional and remove the excuse of, I don't have time for it?
1: Well, hey, I think the question is to really think about what you are doing with your time and what's the benefit. The research out of Harvard, I think, I think it's Harvard, that shows productivity increases by 22% with a more highly connected workplace. Mm-hmm. And we know that if the leadership isn't demonstrating those habits and skills, that you know, it all trickles down. So, you know, if what you're trying to get is better productivity out of your workplace, then maybe actually putting more time into connecting with your workplace will get you the results that right now you think you're going to achieve through other means. And so when you look through the stats and the benefits of a more highly connected workplace from collaboration, retention, resilience, uh, productivity, attraction of the newest and brightest employees. We know young people, you know, money is a part of it, but we also know having a workplace where they feel connected, supported, the belonging, all those wonderful things. If you want to keep and attract the newest and best employees, this is the workplace of the future. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be a challenge over the short term because obviously we're working from home in many cases. But as we figure out what the future holds for the workplace, every leader is gonna to have to consider how do I make my, my employees feel more connected How do I make sure that they understand that they are part of this team, that we are in this together and that we do belong and we are all contributing to not only work, but hopefully finding a mission and a purpose that they can lean into as well?
0: Yeah, couldn't have said it any better. And actually, it it shows the time you invest in those human connections will save you time in, in the mid and long run. And and that's why it's so important to think more long-term and uh, about what you just said, purpose. It's obviously connecting your employees to a purpose, but it's also about what is your purpose as a leader? And how do you create an environment where you really enjoy acting in your role, really enjoy being a leader? And most of us, maybe not everyone, loves to be connected, loves to have a sense of um, belonging. And it doesn't mean you have to be the biggest extrovert who is constantly chatting to people. As you said in the beginning, human connection means different things to different people. And how you feel a sense of belonging is completely individual.
1: Yeah. Uh, Loneliness, for example, is a subjective uh, topic. It's, you know, Mm. some people only need to see one person a week. And they're okay with that. And some people, and I think you and I might be more like this, the more people I see a day, the better my day gets, Yeah. you know, but then I find I do my work at night because I spend all day having conversations and getting energized. (laughs) So there's probably a happy balance in there somewhere, but Mm. the reality is everybody's different. And I love what you said there about purpose and mission, you know, as a leader, Yes you know the bottom line and and shareholder value is certainly something that everybody's got to look at but if at the same time you've destroyed the people who work for you i would hope that as a leader that that's not how you would rate your success mm-hmm. is that i left a lot of you know people what do we call it road i left a lot of roadkill on the side of the road mm-hmm. but i i got the number because to me that's not the future that we need as uh, as business leaders as a society and, you know, as human beings, because we always have been in this together. I think we're just waking up to how much we we do need each other and that we yeah. do need to respect each other and what we can do to support each other. You know, in the past, sorry, a bit of a run-on, we only thought about employees between the four walls of our business. Mm-hmm. When you showed up, as long as you produced while you were there between nine and five, that was good enough. Mm-hmm. And now we recognize, Look, if that person goes home every night and they're disconnected, if they're financially stressed, if they're, you know, struggling in other aspects of their life, especially because they're now working from home, you're not going to get great productivity out of that person when they're working. So businesses need to think about their people less as just employees but more holistically as human beings and say, "How can I help my employees?" understand the things that they can do proactively to build a happier and healthier holistic life. So that when they do come to work, when they do put in their eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours a day, that they're going to do it because they want to be a part of this team, Mm -hmm. because they understand that we care about them as human beings. And that just, it, it comes back in spades because they want to work for that kind of company and that type of leader.
0: Yeah, in particular the current generations and the future generations. Let's look into the research there as well. What are their big desires? What are they looking for when they join an organization? Be fully aware of this. It is not anymore just about the salary, the career opportunities, You know, the big packages. It is about everything you've just mentioned. How can I be connected? How do I have a fulfilled level of work? How can I feel empowered in what I'm doing? Am I being seen as a human or just as a number? And so on and so forth. It is vital to understand that. And holding, holding
1: their business leaders accountable for a true mission and purpose. Mm. Not just checking a box. Yeah. Not just saying we made a donation to this organization or this. But how are we living our mission and our purpose every day so that I come to work not just to push numbers around and, and send emails, but because I actually think that whether it's in the product that we sell or the work that we do, or whether it's how we attribute a certain percentage of our profits towards a purpose or a mission far greater than the work that we do, but we at least feel like we are contributing to making the world a better place. I think young people are demanding that from their organizations today. And why wouldn't you want to do it? It's such a beautiful story. It's it works on every front.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. So absolutely. It's it's not just a beautiful story. It's also it makes you feel more human and connected. Mm. So there are so many advantages, aren't there? Yeah. yeah. You have worked in organizations for quite a few years, let me say that, and um, (laughs) you mentioned the beverage industry beforehand, Movember Canada is another big success story on your end, engage us and connect us to some of your great human connection stories that you have experienced yourself in your own corporate experience.
1: Yeah, well, you know, again, and I started off when you asked me, tell me a little bit more about the Genwell project. I start when I launched this in 2016, but part of the inspiration behind this entire movement is my corporate experience. Mm -hmm. When I was in the beverage alcohol industry and I worked in all of it, I worked in wine, I worked in liquor, I worked in beer. And what I now in hindsight, look back is that business and that the companies that I worked in was all about people not only the people that you worked with and uh, amazing people and amazing teams and camaraderie. And trust me, there were people who would come into the organization who were not that way. And you could see the disruption that they would bring to the organization because they didn't see the importance of connection and they didn't see what camaraderie and teamwork and being part of the team meant to the the productivity to the synergy to the just the 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 creative ideation that happened when you had a group of like-minded people in a room and you were building on each other's ideas it was so beautiful and then you would see people come in so you know certainly we've seen both sides of that in the corporate world but what i also i started in sales and what I recognize now that both as a sales guy and as a marketer in the beverage alcohol industry, what we tried to do was create occasions that brought people together. Mm-hmm. Because what are the things we do when we connect with other people? The first thing, if you and I were sitting across face to face, whether it was in a bar or somewhere else right now, having this conversation, the very first thing I would have said, would you Would you like a coffee? Would you, would you want a drink? Would you like a wine? Would you like a beer? Would you... Because that's just, to me, that's manners. That's maybe it's habit. I don't know. But that's just about building a bond between two people and sitting and breaking bread and and having a drink. And so, you know, hindsight, I look back and go, that's what my whole business was about. And even at Movember, the the global men's health charity, what I recognized was the power of a mustache Mm -hmm. to make people feel like they belong to a community. And I would argue that many of the times that we would host events at Movember, and a lot of the people that were coming to those events were people who needed that mustache as their excuse to be part of a community, because they may not have naturally had their community. And so, you know, recognizing along the journey that people need different catalysts to create their community. But what really it's a reflection of is we have built so many walls, both emotional and physical around us that many people feel a a struggle to create their community, to reach out and start conversations with people on the street or wherever that might take place. And so what the GenWell project wants to do because of that experience is really just say, hey, why don't we all just, I'll say get over ourselves, but really why don't we educate people on just how important it is? Why don't we give people the tools and, and information to make it really easy and then let's create a couple times a year when we celebrate human connection mm-hmm. so that it makes it really simple to reach out to people because we are all doing it together we're all doing it at the same time because that'll also support the economy as we come back from covid is if we can get more people to come out of their homes and connect safely post you know vaccinations and all the other things mm-hmm. we need people to feel comfortable coming out connecting with other people and building back the business that existed before, hopefully in a slightly different way, but at the end of the day, all of this human connection is going to lead to a happier, healthier, and more successful world all around us.
0: One big part to what you just said is is something I want to add, and that is technology. You took your phone before into your hands and showed actually how many people look at their phones and scroll through and walk like this on the street and so on, and actually don't see what's happening around them and don't pay attention to human beings around them or lack listening skills in this case as well. So I think what the last year has shown us is that there is an upside and a downside to technology. Yeah. And Zoom fatigue is clearly a big topic. However, it has enabled us to connect in that sense. So I don't know if if you have some top tips here, but how can we actually use technology even more effectively to truly connect on a human basis?
1: Our movement has never been anti-technology because technology is here to stay. And to your point, there are a lot of beautiful things that come from technology. Thank goodness we have technology through the pandemic because I'm not sure we would survive if we didn't have the opportunity to use technology right now. Yeah. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to, first off, educate people on the benefits of human connection. We've talked about that a few times. We're also trying to make them aware of the negatives of using overusing technology. And that can be all different types. It could be from scrolling passively through social media feeds, which both take time out of our day, but also have an emotional impact on us it could be binge watching your favorite Netflix shows it you know there's so many ways in which we can use watching a Netflix show there's absolutely nothing wrong with that watching the third and fourth episode in a row we know that when we get through that many of us feel guilty by the end of it because we know we should have been doing spending time with a friend maybe it was doing some work maybe it was fixing up we all know how we psychologically feel when we do things that we know we shouldn't do. And so what we're trying to do is just encourage people to be more conscious so that they can make those choices before they get into the situation and use technology to a more positive way. Look, the, you know, I actually believe that there's been so many positives come out of the pandemic, one of which is we're now connecting with people around the world that the technology was available before the pandemic but I didn't talk to my old friends. I would have said, hey, you're in Thailand or you're in Australia. I'll wait till we see each other again. Mm. Well, what was the likelihood of me seeing my friend who lives in in Australia? We might see them one every 10, 20 years, but right now I can pick up a Zoom and connect with them now. Well, how beautiful is that? And this is, although it doesn't replace face-to-face human interaction, Technology is a great way to supplement relationships Mm -hmm. until we can get together again face to face. And I think that's a really beautiful message coming out of the pandemic is use technology for all that it gives us, all the opportunities that we spoke about. When it first launched, technology was supposed to solve all of our world troubles. What we've now recognized is we've woken up to the challenges that it also brings And now it's about us as individuals recognizing both sides of that and embracing the positive more than we've been probably embracing the negative to this point.
0: Yeah. And you know what? What I noticed is you can avoid the the Zoom fatigue by being intentional again about the Mm. conversations you are having, taking time to have them, to be able to truly listen. And if you have a feeling of fatigue feeling stressed, overwhelmed, either make use of this conversation to share or also be bold enough to say, look, can we do that another time? I I simply need to switch off for half an hour, an hour, whatever it is. But again, tune into your own needs and recognize that human connection also means you are connected to yourself. And that is key and a top tip I want to share with the audience.
1: I think it's a beautiful tip. You know, I had a conversation with a professor who said that where the students were struggling right now was at the start and end of class that they don't get to have conversation with the professor and with their fellow students. And I think you can relate it to business as well. When you walked into the meeting, the first couple of minutes, you and I would have a conversation. Hey, how are the kids? What's going on? How was the game last night? And on the end of the meeting, we'd walk down the hallway with our books tucked under our arms, and we'd be having a further conversation about life, about lunch, about coffee. You want to go for a coffee? I got, I got 15 minutes. You want to go? And what's happening right now is we're turning on to Zoom, we're focused intently, we're doing our work, and then we're clicking leave, goodbye, And then we never get that opportunity to build a relationship. Mm. And I think that is where we're struggling. So, and I also believe, you know, in high school, we were always told you get out of it, what you put into it. Yeah. When you come, don't be passive, engage with people, have open emotion. You touched on it. If you're not feeling great, tell somebody so that you can actually have a more meaningful and impactful conversation because I really do believe we are so open right now to supporting one another because we are all going through this together. And if somebody says they're not feeling well, take 10 minutes to actually talk about. So, you know, how can I help? How are you feeling? Tell me more. What can I, how can I be a, a set of ears to listen to what you're, what you're going through because we're all going through it together. Yeah. Yeah. When we connect with other people, it puts context around our challenges. It potentially provides solutions and it helps build resilience because when we go through it together we always get to it a little easier when we have other people around us
0: so yeah Pete this has been a conversation of positive goosebumps through and through thank you so much for being you and for sharing your positive and and wonderful and engaging insights with us thank you yeah. so much
1: Great to be here Kathleen and thank you for being a champion of human connection and now officially a human connection catalyst, as she shows her beautiful (laughs) t-shirt.
0: Do let the audience know how they can become human connection catalysts as well, where they can find you.
1: Yeah, they can head over to genwellproject.org. We're on pause right now, so they can leave their name, uh, let us know that they want to be part of the solution of this disconnection that we're feeling. And then follow us on any of our social channels, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all the platforms. And when we relaunch, hopefully in the next month or so, uh, we'll have a new website. We want to truly be that one-stop shop for Canadians first, but for the globe to say, hey, if you want to know something about the importance of human connection to you in the workplace, as a senior, as a young person, as a new mother." Kathleen, um, you know, to everybody who might be struggling with a sense of disconnection, isolation or loneliness, you know, come check us out because we want to help support people get through these challenging times and help make the world a happier and healthier place.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for doing this. We're obviously going to share all your contact details in our show notes as well. So do connect with Pete and his movement. It's just a wonderful course to live for. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Kathleen.
0: Have a great day, Pete. Bye, everyone. Stay safe and healthy. And I hope you do enjoy the show. Let us know what you think about it by simply submitting your feedback on iTunes. I can't wait to hear from you. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Legendary Leaders podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, then remember to subscribe to the show either on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or on my website, www.kathleenmerkel.com. I would also love to hear from you to discover what topics you'd like to hear more about, what topics really resonated with you, and how you're enjoying the show in general. Please do leave your review on iTunes as well. It would mean the world to me. Thank you so much and speak to you again next time. Bye.